This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Plywood City. The most famous stores in the USA boarded up and wrapped with razor wire. Some of the most beautiful windows in New York City, especially around the holidays. And take a look at it now. Then the supermarket looted. For 15 straight hours, the shoppers can't believe what's happened. Oh my God! There is absolutely no meat left on the shelves. And delivery trucks targeted by looters. Amazon, FedEx, UPS, Ambush. They have no means of protecting themselves. Are the vital goods you ordered ending up like this and... More revelations from President Trump's photo op. The Bible was carried by Ivanka in her handbag. Then, inside a Las Vegas casino as it prepares to reopen. The precautions they're taking to make it safe. No touching no of the No touching of the card. Will visitors return to Sin City? And... Sorry. The 10-year-old America's Got Talent contestant. Was she stricken with stage fright? <sighs> now, Inside Edition... With Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. For the eighth consecutive night, America has seen protests for racial justice around the country. There has been violence, but not as much as was earlier in the week. And in some areas, plywood has become a hot commodity. As Amber Cagliano reports, stores in areas prone to protest are boarding up to protect their merchandise. New York looks like a city under siege today. Razor wire, chain link fence, and plywood boards surround every window of the famous Saks Fifth Avenue flagship store. A platoon of private security personnel are on standby to repel looters. Other luxury stores and five-star hotels are boarded up along the world-renowned street. Harry Winston Jewelers, Armani, Dolce & Gabbana. And this is simply an unbelievable sight. Store after store boarded up, and these are well-known, iconic flagship stores. So this is Fifth Avenue right behind me, and you can see right over here, this is the storied St. Regis Hotel, all boarded up here. Madison Avenue's fashionable stores are also boarded up. The city removed 2,000 trash cans that could be used to smash in windows. It's all hands on deck. The entire force has been ordered to cancel all vacation and leaves after Monday night's looting spree that shocked America. Whoa! Cops battled with looters outside one store last night. Hundreds were arrested, but most seemed to get away. First layer of protection right here. Lighting a place up at night when the demonstrators are coming, that's what you need to do. Peter Moreno is a security expert and former NYPD captain. You'd have to take time, a lot of time, to get through this. And that affords the police the time to get here and to disperse the group. The city's hardware stores are now overwhelmed with orders for plywood. I've never seen anything like this in Manhattan. 
Look at this. Looters turned up to ransack one Manhattan store in a $350,000 Rolls Royce SUV. They leap into the rolls with their loot. Protests last night were peaceful. Hundreds converged on the Trump International Hotel overlooking Central Park. They even stepped in to stop trouble. This brave woman actually confronted an agitator who was provoking cops. I think that that's not solving anything. In Beverly Hills, flagship stores have also boarded up their windows. The National Guard has taken positions on famed Rodeo Drive. As protests continue across America, this terrifying scene took place in Charlotte. Hundreds of protesters found themselves trapped by police after they fired tear gas from both ends of the street, blocking their escape. They're trapped, there's tear gas. They're shooting pepper balls at us. They've thrown out tear gas, flashbangs, smoke. Some managed to flee under the parking garage gate. Oh my God, my face is on fire, my eyes are on fire. <sighs> Police say they were bombarded by rocks and bottles. The incident is under investigation. A grocery store owner in Philadelphia says he will rebuild after his store was completely destroyed by looters. For 15 hours, he waited for police. As Lestrant reports, it's not just the loss of one man's business, but the loss of a lifeline for the community. Oh my God! A shopper cannot believe what she sees when she enters her local supermarket to buy groceries for her family. This is sad. This is sad. For 15 hours straight, looters have laid waste to the store. Some of them are still inside. This is the problem. This surveillance video shows the first moments of the break-in. And this was the scene at the shop right today. A heavy National Guard presence. Everything here wiped out. No meat left on the counters. Look at this. Rib chop, chop right there, barbecue spare ribs. Local resident Rashawn Howard went on Facebook to plead for help. Come down here and help us clean this shop right. Please. I spoke with him today. For an owner that does so much for our community, that, the, that gives people second chance opportunity to work. These are African-Americans in this community that he employs. And you destroying this market like this now unemploys them for weeks. Sandy Brown and her husband own the shop right. Did anyone call the police? Numerous times. What happened? Um, nobody would come. And uh, we were very distraught, my husband and I. It was a very helpless feeling. The store was the lifeblood of the neighborhood in West Philadelphia. This is your neighborhood shop, right? Where you eat, where you shop, where you get your food. I need somebody to please explain to me how this represents getting justice for George Floyd. The mayor and police commissioner toured the wreckage and were shouted down by local residents who are now faced with the grim reality that their supermarket is no more, at least for now. Wow, wow, wow. Tensions around the country have put the nation's delivery services in a precarious situation. Thanks to the COVID-19 shutdown, they are essential services. But as Stephen Fabian reports, too many truck drivers have now become targets for thieves. The shocking scenes are happening across the USA. Looters targeting and ransacking delivery trucks. Anyone want to pillow a 
Delivery drivers can be especially vulnerable while doing their jobs during chaos like this because their trucks are filled with packages. They're usually by themselves and they have no means of protecting themselves or their deliveries if looters started to target their trucks. This Amazon van was hijacked in broad daylight in Santa Monica. Thieves surrounded the vehicle and began brazenly pulling items out of the back. It was total mayhem in San Jose when a large crowd pulled packages from a UPS truck parked on a residential street. Another UPS truck was hit by looters as it was moving on a Minneapolis highway. There definitely is some anxiety amongst drivers. All we're doing is holding the supply chain up. We're delaying those deliveries that need to get to those people. That's just such a key thing that people have to remember. In St. Louis, a large crowd was attacking this FedEx truck. Cops say two people even pointed guns at the driver. Back up! Back up! Oh my God, they're driving this man! The violent incident turned deadly after the truck driver tried to get away, unknowingly dragging someone who got trapped underneath. I caught up with some delivery workers in Manhattan as they made their rounds. God forbid, a, a, a big group of, of rioters came up on Leave your vehicle. What would you do? Leave the area. Leave the car behind? If necessary. Yeah. You know, uh, our, our safety comes first. All this stuff can be replaced. We can't. There's now a debate going on over what was used to disperse the crowd moments before President Trump had that photo op at a Washington church. The park police say it was not tear gas, but protesters say whatever it was, it was an irritant. And some are concerned that that may hasten the spread of COVID-19. Police in our nation's capital are denying today that they used tear gas to disperse peaceful protesters so the president could take a photo op. In a statement, the D.C. Park Police Force insisted cops use smoke canisters and pepper balls. No tear gas was used. But Australian reporter Amber Brace, who was shoved and hit, says it sure felt like tear gas to her. What we do know is that there were people who were profusely crying. There were people that could not breathe. I've still got a very sore, what feels like a burnt throat from whatever it was. Whether it was tear gas or smoke, it hung in the air as the president made his way to St. John's Church. Reporters with the president say it stung their eyes. You can hear someone coughing. Now doctors are warning that its use could help spread COVID-19 because it can cause lung damage. When they are injured by tear gas, the, vi the virus might be more infectious and might attach to the lung more efficiently and be taken up in the cells where it then causes the infection. In a radio interview with Fox News personality Brian Kilmeade, Trump defended the police. They didn't use tear gas. They didn't use, they moved them out. Now, when I went, I didn't say, oh, move them out. I didn't know who was there. I figured I was going to walk right. over to the church very nearby. He also denies staging the photo op because he was being ridiculed for hiding out in the White House bunker last Friday. Well, it was a false report. Uh, I wasn't down. I went down uh, during the day. And I was there for a tiny little short period of time, and it was much more for an inspection. Does not explain why Melania Trump and Barron Trump uh, went down with him, as our reporting indicates they did. Uh, they surely had no role in the inspection of any underground White House bunker. And we're learning today that the Bible he held up was carried by Ivanka Trump in her $1,500 Max Mara purse. Criminal charges have been announced against six Atlanta police officers involved in an incident in which two college students were tased while trying to get home. They told our Jim Murray that they thought they were going to die when cops pulled them out of the car. 
Two college students who were violently tased by cops and pulled out of their car are speaking out today. How would you describe the way both of you were treated? Like animals. I was terrified for my life. Come to our shot. Come to our shot. They're breaking into our car. Come to the our dramatic police confrontation in Atlanta was captured live on television. The college students say they were stuck in traffic when cops singled them out and started banging on the window with a baton. A stunned Tanaya Pilgrim screams with fear. Police train their tasers on her and open fire. Her boyfriend, Messiah Young, tries to help by pulling the taser wires from her body. I literally couldn't even comprehend what, what's happening. Did you think that you were going to die? Yes. A police officer drags her from the car. She's put face down on the ground as police zip tie her wrists. At the same time, her boyfriend is also tased. It's hard to watch as his body convulses while officers pull the business major from both directions, breaking his wrist and gashing his arm. Six Atlanta police officers have now been charged with using excessive force. It's sad that majority of the officers that were involved were the same race as us. And this image of George Floyd's six-year-old daughter is touching America. She stood alongside her weeping mother, Roxy Washington, who spoke about the loss of her little girl's dad. She needs a dad. She does not have that anymore. Such a beautiful little girl. All four officers present at the time George Floyd died have now been charged. Former officer Derek Chauvin's charge has been increased from third-degree murder to second-degree murder. And the other three officers present at the time are all now charged with aiding and abetting second-degree murder. These charges come as we've seen more examples of just how strong emotions are on the front lines of civil unrest. Then march with us, march beside us. Actress and TV host Kiki Palmer comes face to face with heavily armed National Guardsmen during a protest in Los Angeles. Y'all march beside us, march beside us. Kiki is co-host of Strahan, Sarah and Kiki. The footage of her pleading with Guardsmen has been seen 12 million times in just one day. Here we are marching in peace and with purpose, and I'm sure many of them feel the same way as we do. And I wanted us to just unite as human beings. When the Guardsmen knelt in solidarity. The crowds went wild. Last night, ABC aired a special, America in Pain, and reporter Alex Perez shared an extraordinary moment with viewers. Yep, he just yelled out the N-word. We were standing just minutes away from our live shot uh, for World News Tonight and a pickup truck whizzes behind me and yells out Somehow he kept his poise and was able to deliver his report. And Real Housewives of New York star Bethany Frankel is getting her first look at the aftermath of the looting and she is inconsolable. Beyond anything we can even imagine and I just don't want this world for my daughter and I'm so upset. Dr. Judy Ho says it's normal to feel afraid in times such as these. We never know when a riot might turn on a dime. We don't know if this is actually going to make the pandemic worse. We don't know when businesses are going to reopen again. There's just too many unknowns and that could be very, very hard for the human mind to grasp. She says putting life in perspective can help. I think it's very important for everybody to remember right now that there is going to be an end to this. Things are going to get better. This is temporary. We'll be back with more Inside Edition right after this. Next, 
inside a Las Vegas casino as it prepares to reopen. The precautions they're taking to make it safe. No touching, no of, touching of the cards. Will visitors return to Sin City? And Sorry. the 10-year-old America's Got Talent contestant. Was she stricken with stage fright? <sighs> Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. Retail stores in crisis. Normally, this would be packed with people shopping. Next, Inside Edition. First, shut down for COVID-19. Now boarded up after looting. It's a really shocking sight. How can they survive? Then, pandemic surge in pool purchases. We, we love, love our pool. pool! Good luck getting one. Watch the next Inside Edition. The Las Vegas Strip is reopening tomorrow after a shutdown that cost nearly $40 billion thanks to the coronavirus. But things will look a little different in Sin City going forward. Vegas is ready to double down. People will obviously notice the difference. Stephen Thayer, general manager of Strat Las Vegas, gave Inside Edition exclusive access to all the changes. First off, you'll notice less people. Hotels are now required to operate at a 50% capacity. We have three main entrances that'll be open during this time period, and it monitors every person coming in and out, and it just monitors, it just counts them. Hand sanitizing stations are everywhere. Social distancing signs line the floor. But the biggest difference is in the casino, here again with half the people. Chairs, which used to be in front of every slot machine, are now spaced six feet apart. Inside Edition producer Stacy Galandi. I could be playing here, and then if I want to then quit here and go to this game. We'd slide your chair over to this game. Okay. And then we would remove this chair so nobody was right to you. So then if anyone wants to play, they can't. Once she was done, this guy came in and disinfected the area. And table games become an intimate experience. So here we are, craps table, and there's some changes here. In order to disinfect the dice properly, we're going to put two sets of dice out. So the first set would go out to the first player, wouldn't be touched by the dealer. It would then be passed down. When sitting down at the blackjack table, don't even think about touching the cards. I'm so used to wanting to pick the cards up and looking Correct. and putting them down, but no, no touching. No the cards. touching of the cards right now. So all games will be dealt face up. And again, we're going to be required to change cards every two hours. Sin City is betting that these changes will bring Vegas back to life, something that would make Elvis proud. The only other time the Vegas Strip has been closed was back in 1963 when President Kennedy was assassinated. That was for just one day. When we come back, did a 10-year-old little girl have a really bad case of stage fright? You couldn't help but feel for that little girl on America's Got Talent who all of a sudden couldn't sing. Megan Alexander explains what happened next. It's a memorable moment on America's Got Talent. Sorry. Wow, she's so nervous. When 10-year-old Roberta Battaglia took the stage, she couldn't sing. Do you want some water? Somehow, she found the inner strength to show America what she could do, and what followed was magical.
New judge Sofia Vergara was so impressed, she gave Roberta the coveted golden buzzer, sending her straight to the finals. You're 10 years old. That's impossible to sing like that. I caught up with the 10-year-old from Toronto. Was it stage fright or something else? It wasn't because I was nervous. I was having mixed emotions and my dream was coming true. So I got really, really emotional. Roberta started singing when she was three years old. We'll be back after this. Finally today, a gospel choir singing Rise Up in tribute to George Floyd. And I'll rise up, I'll rise like the day, I'll rise up, I'll rise unafraid, I'll rise up, and I'll do it a thousand times again. As one online commenter put it, absolutely divine. And that is Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Stay safe, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. One, two, three. Four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes Podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news, and culture maker interviews, and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.